What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the NBA Injury Report presented by Prize Picks. Before we get into it, just check out Prize Picks. It's a really fun site. I've been enjoying uh, playing over there quite a bit. You get one free month of Awesome L Plus Platinum just by checking everything out over there. There's a deposit bonus. So many things. Use promo code Awesome to take advantage of all of that. But oh my gosh, Adam, this slate uh, just got crazy in about, you know, what, 15 minutes ago? Let's just start with the massive news here. A small little piece of news. No April Fool's jokes here. We have the Clippers, the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's start with the road team. Paul George sitting. Nicholas Batum sitting. Marcus Morris sitting. Reggie Jackson sitting. Oh, my God. How much value? is This game's out of control. Help me sift through the madness that is the Clippers. Yeah, so we have a total of eight guys. Uh, Man, Coffey, Kennard, Covington. Zubats, Hartenstein, Hood, and Xavier Moon. Yeah, Boston's um, out as well. I forgot to yeah, add him in. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just going to be a lot of playing time and a lot of usage for, for you know some of these guys. Luke Kennard, I would expect to take on a bigger role, both in terms of playmaking and usage. Um, Terrence Mann should play a huge role in both areas as well. Amir uh yeah, Amir Coffey's going to have to play a lot. I keep forgetting he was even out. Um, so he's going to look, you know, better. It's just, I mean, you're, you're playing everybody from the Clippers. I think that I expect Mann and Kennard to be the ones really leading the offense. Agreed. Uh, Mann and Kennard, and then everybody else is still in play. You have eight people. And this is also, you have eight people for Oklahoma City today, too. Uh, yep. And I was expecting that we would talk a lot about them. They become just far less intriguing eight guys, I suppose, compared and to. Don't to- forget Memphis, too. Like they don't have oh, eight, but they're just missing all their 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 main guys. Yeah, but this game is so much better now, and partially because on the other side, there's going to be no no starters there for the most part either. You have Chris Middleton out, you have Drew Holiday out. Oh, and Giannis Antetokounmpo seems like an important guy to talk about being out as well. How many bucks are too many bucks? So that is one question that I think is really interesting because like if this were a shorter slate or you didn't have multiple shorthanded teams, this is the kind of situation where I could see going, you know, four, depending on how small it is, five guys from the same slate or from the same team. I still have reservations about doing that, at least in too many lineups on a slate like this, because there are still 10 games. There are, like you said, OKC has eight guys. The Clippers have eight guys. Memphis has more than eight, but they're missing, you know, all of their or they're expected to miss at least all of their main guys. So you have basically an entire underpriced team. And then you still have, you know, just still a good play here and there from plenty of other games. So I still hesitate to play more than like three from any given team. If you wanted to game stack this game, you don't just go four or three or something like that. Obviously that's fine. But um, I, I still kind of hesitate just in the sense where it's not that it can't work, but like, as you put in that fourth guy, typically I would just rather say like, Oh, well I'll just take, a similarly priced guy from the Clippers here or a similarly priced guy from the Grizzlies uh, just so I don't have, I mean, cause like even if guys are playing more minutes, obviously you still have a finite number of points, rebounds, assists to go around. Well, yeah, the only statistic shared in basketball is the assist to a bucket. You know, you, that's the only thing you're really sharing between two guys. Everything else is individualized. And, you know, if you get four or five from one team, you're just overexposed on a 10 game slate where you said multiple spots that are, that guys are shorthanded. There's going to be some some massive fantasy outcomes uh, from other places. Just to recap this game, project the starting five here from the Clippers and project the starting five from Milwaukee. Oh, boy. Um, You're welcome. Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Amir Coffey, Covington, Zubats. I, I would agree. And then 
I think Hardenstein's still intriguing, but like yeah. probably, you know, a, a less intriguing piece just because he's 5,100 there splitting minutes. Anybody who's playing behind them, I mean, are you going to have Ojale type uh, exposure on this slate? Is he on the Clippers? He's on the Clippers. It's a make-believe place. Oh, they waved him. Never mind. Yes, I don't think he's still there. Yeah, have a good day. Let's go to the <laughs> Milwaukee side. Give me the projected starting five for Milwaukee. Um, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Math. Is Matthew still in? That's weird. yes, he's there. He's um, still in. And George Hill is still in, right? Yep. Okay, so this one I actually kind of had no idea. Um, I think Bobby Portis starts at center. Yes, agreed. Beyond that. I don't know. Um, I would assume Grayson Allen is starting. Bobby Portis is starting. I would assume Connaughton is starting. Matthews has been starting, so I don't know why he wouldn't today. And so that's four. And then the fifth guy is, I don't know, George Hill or Jordan War. I don't know. Favorite play on the Clippers? Kennard. Favorite play on the Bucks. If Wara is starting, then Wara. Yes. That, that's the guy I had circle. And then Portis Port- would probably be. Yes, I probably Portis. Yep. George Hill, if he's starting, would look good too. But yeah, probably Portis. And then if War is starting more. All right. Well, well done. Uh, put you through the ringer on that one, mainly because this news just broke and trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do. I mean, we're going to see some massive, massive ownership in this spot, uh, but it's going to be impossible to get away from multiple pieces in this game in just about every single lineup which is why we started there. Suppose there's other places that we should probably cover. I, I think we're going to lump in all these Memphis players together. Steven Adams, doubtful. Desmond Bain, doubtful. Jaron Jackson Jr., doubtful. And Tyus Jones, doubtful. Those are four guys massively gone from Memphis here. Where are you planning to go with this shorthanded team? The entire team looks pretty good, but I, <laughs> this is another one where the starting lineup certainly matters just because it's going to give you an indication of where more minutes are going to go. But I also wouldn't be surprised at all if you don't see anybody from this team top 30 minutes tonight because they do still have plenty of active players. It's just not the typical active players. So it is a little bit different than the Milwaukee Clippers game. Um, but I, my, my guess for the starting lineup is D'Anthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, Zaire Williams, Kyle Anderson, and then either Brandon Clark or Xavier Tillman. But really, I think that like all of those guys look good i mean dylan brooks is going to get a ton of usage at 5900 we know d'anthony melton's a very good point per minute guy and he's gonna have the ball in his hands a lot brandon clark at 4k has power forward eligibility he's typically been stephen adams backup so my guess is that he'll start at center but i don't know you know it could be tillman but either way um at 4k he looks fantastic xavier tillman at 3100 even if he plays like 20 minutes just as a straight backup to clark still projects well. And then if you do get any Clark plus Tillman minutes, he looks even better. Uh, Kyle Anderson can handle the ball and he's going to see increased usage. And then you ha- you get the group of, you know, I said, I think Zaire Williams starts. He's not a great point per minute guy, but you do have a $3,200 John Conchar that averages like 0.85 DraftKings points per minute. You have a 3K flat Jarrett Culver that certainly could get 24 minutes here. So um, I think there's a little bit more, uncertainty in the Memphis minutes, just because again, they, they do have the bodies to run a little bit deeper rotation, but I still think Melton looks fantastic. Brooks looks good. Clark looks like one of the better values, even given the Clippers and, and Milwaukee news, especially if he's starting. Um, I don't think I would play like Culver, Conchar, Williams together, but getting to one of them is certainly fine as well. All right. Well, I, I don't know even what 
those are three situations that are just can't miss situations. That being the Clippers, Milwaukee, and now this team, everything else we talk about is just going to be much more ancillary pieces here. Let's talk about Indiana here, looking at possibly getting Malcolm Brogdon. I have no idea why he would be questionable, but he is. Apparently they still want to run him out there. That's just strange to me, but Gogo Batad's a questionable as well. If both of them end up sitting here, what are you looking at from the Pacers? Yeah, so I'll preface it by saying I don't for a second believe this Malcolm Brogdon Q tag. Uh, they keep <laughs> listing him as questionable, and then they keep ruling him out. So and coming up with just bizarre reasons for why he can't play. Um, Thinking. Well, yeah, yeah. I just I, I really I mentioned a couple times now. I really appreciated the um, not playing for rest, not playing for rest, not playing for conditioning because he's been <laughs> resting too much. Like. I, I I'd be very. It's pretty if, funny though. You got to admit, yeah. it's creative if nothing else. Yeah. So I'd be surprised if he plays, obviously. But um, I think the big piece that that really matters is the Goga Batadze piece, uh, and the I'm assuming Isaiah Jackson's still questionable, right? Yes. Yeah, and the Isaiah Jackson piece because like if if everybody is in, this team is priced up. They're in a tough matchup with Boston. Even if guys start getting ruled out, they're still priced up and in a tough matchup with Boston. So they're not on the same level anymore as teams like the Clippers, the Thunder, the Grizzlies, the Bucks. But if Jackson and Goga are out, you do still get a ceiling from somebody like Terry Taylor at 4,800 who played 35 minutes last game. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, Jalen Smith only played 20 minutes, but I don't think that those – that rotation is set in stone. Like I think you could conceivably get, you know, 30 minutes from Smith, 26 from Taylor or something like that. So, you know, as dart throw tournament type guys, they're fine. But the issue you're going to run into is like, even if those guys are out, are you really going to Terry Taylor against Boston at 4,800 instead of say Brandon Clark at 4k in, you know, without the entire Memphis team. <laughs> That's very true. And 5,500 now for him shooting guard only. He's been forever on FanDuel. That's Terry funny. Taylor. Terry Taylor is shooting guard only on Terry on FanDuel. Interesting. That's what he's been for the last like two months. He started at the five one game and he was shooting guard only on FanDuel, but he was 4k or 4,100 last late. He's up to 5,500 over there now. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, a little bit different play site to site, but with O'Shea Brissett and Isaiah Jackson, both questionable as well, it would really take all three to be eliminated to compete against any kind of value you're looking at from the other three teams. But I'm with you. It's something to at least keep an eye on here. Last in, in, uh, oh. sorry, in, in FanDuel's defense, how tall do you think Terry Taylor is? He's like 6'5", I think. Yeah, yeah, 6'5", 230. Yeah, no, FanDuel's defense, I mean, it's pretty indefensible that you'd play him at shooting guard, but I, I know the height-wise, it, it, it makes sense. Like, he's probably tr actually like a three-ish type guy in terms of size, but like, obviously, mm -hmm. Indiana's not using him as a shooting guard. Hey, 235. There's obviously some some junk in yeah, that truck. Size there. You know what I mean? There's some size. There you go. Uh, anything else there from, from Indiana? No. Yeah, cool. Let's keep it going. Last one. Uh, because, again, we've talked about the three core spots. I want to at least have Shangun be something that we discuss here, discussing this Rocket situation. If Shangun plays, is he at his fantasy point per minute rate, which is exceptional, somebody that you're looking at? And then in his absence... FanDuel, all these guys remain super, super cheap. The likes of Jay Sean Tate, uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. Uh, on DraftKings, would they all be playable for you as well? Yeah, I think the shame Goombeast is pretty big. Um, obviously not as big as it would be if we didn't just get that Clippers and Milwaukee news, but Shangun himself looks very good if he's in the lineup. Like this is a really appealing fantasy game between Houston and Sacramento. There should be a lot of points scored, a lot of rebound opportunities, fast paced game, all of that. Shangun would look fantastic if he's in. And then if he's out, what we actually saw last game wasn't, well, we did see increased playing time, but 
for, for guys. But we saw the Rockets go to a rotation that actually wasn't that beneficial for the normal guys like Jay Sean Tate, Kenyon Martin Jr., you know, Josh Christopher played 24 minutes because they started Usman Garuba. He played about 26 minutes. Bruno Fernando played behind him off the bench. Fernando had the better game. But if you get the same starting lineup here, you know, certainly you can take some shots at a $3,500 Fernando, but you could also still go back to a $3,600 Garuba. Um, but what actually I think really matters with Shingun, in addition to potentially Garuba and Fernando, is that when you take Christian Wood off the floor and you replace him with Shangun, you don't really expect much of a bump for somebody like Kevin Porter Jr. or Jalen Green because you're just replacing Christian Wood with another like low to mid-20s usage guy that can do some playmaking and and all of that. If you were if Shangun's not in and you're essentially replacing Christian Wood with Usman Garuba and Bruno Fernando, you're talking about a lot of usage that's available for really at that point the only capable high usage guys on the team in Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. So um if Shangun is in, like I still think you can get to some Porter and Green, but clearly they're not going to be priorities. But if Shangun's out, I do think both of those guys start to look a lot better. All right. I think that is the key portions. Again, we went a little bit long today for the injury report, but it was very, very necessary. We covered everything that we could possibly need. Anything else, any other injury situation? Because I mean, those are the broad strokes. Uh, we've gone 13 minutes here. Anything else that really sticks out to you uh, to, you to pay attention to? Um, not as far as breaking news. Uh, I think we, yeah. we alluded to it that OKC is also running with eight guys, but uh, there's nothing changing there. That's been the case all day. So we talked about it on the strategy show. We'll talk about it again on the deeper dive. Awesome. Check out those. Uh, he'll be on the deeper dive. I'll be on live before lock. Looking forward to this crazy, crazy slate that's before us. Don't forget to check out prize picks. Get that free month of awesome. Plus platinum when you deposit and play over there. Great site for props. He's Adam. I'm Eric. Best of luck tonight.